ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighborish Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible. And I'm really excited about today's show. I'm a big fan of our guest today. She's a poet, an author, a model, a spoken word artist uh, who has worked with some of my favorite artists, including Dev Duff. Uh, her appearance on NBC's America's Got Talent became a viral sensation when her sultry poem got the then host Nick Cannon to not only come out on the stage with her, but well, I'm not even going to talk about what he did because she's going to be able to explain all that uh, when we get into the interview. But our guest today is the beautiful and talented Secret Emotions. Welcome. How you doing? Good to see Hola. you. How you doing? <laughs> Peace so, and blessings. We just had a great conversation about a whole bunch of stuff, uh, uh, eating healthy and bowel movements and a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, But I'm so glad to have you here. I just got a text from my co-host. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. It is truly a pleasure to be here. Hello, everyone. Peace and yes. blessings. Welcome, welcome. I'm sorry. Give me one moment. Wow. Get this popping. Boom. Splat. There you go. All right. Now, <laughs> So yeah, man, it's, it's it's a pleasure to have you. I can't wait to talk to you about all the stuff that uh, that uh, we talked about. But uh, first, there's a few things going on in the city and the country and the world that we need to discuss, and we're going to talk about it right now. Let's so, talk about it. I want to start with talking about the COVID vaccines. It seems that the the uh, the consensus has been changing. I know you uh, the COVID has been like something that's been affecting all of us greatly. And um, uh, has, has it really affected your your business, your um, your poetry in any way? Oh, most definitely. Um, I actually rebooted my business, my Security Motions LLC uh, this year. So, well, excuse me, last year. So as soon as I got my little taxes, I invested in myself. Hello. Nice. And in doing yeah. so, you know, Everything just started to shut down one by one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a performing artist, you make your money by going out to these venues and selling your merch or performing and getting paid to perform and all of that was shut down. Exactly. So it, it really did affect me in a, in, a, in a huge way, especially with me just starting my business and not really knowing how to navigate the Internet and sell my merch online and, you know, get it out there. But that was a beautiful thing because in doing so and me getting on IG and me getting on TikTok and all these other apps, I found different ways to market myself and how, you know, they have these different circular things where you can download the app and just touch someone's phone. And now all of your information is on their, on their phone. You know, it's different right. ways to get your stuff out there. You just have to do the research and find it. So I'm really grateful for being able to find TikTok and go on all these other places and see the awesome independent entrepreneurs who are doing it themselves. Great, great. Yeah, yeah. Social media has really uh, provided a lot of opportunity for yes, uh, especially independent artists to be able to, to get their stuff out there and still work, like you said, in, in this climate where you can't go out and do as many things uh, as you were able to do before. I want to welcome my uh, my co-host, uh, Fit. Uh, the, the personal trainer and fitness guru. It's my fault. I sent her the wrong link. And oh, we, that's why she was, that's why we was texting when we were talking, I was frantically texting her, like, oh my bad, I'm so sorry. Because it was my fault. I'm you know, like, where's she at? Okay. But uh, uh How you doing, Queen? Peace. This is uh, I'm good, Queen. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I was just telling her, man, we had a great conversation before the show started about eating healthy and uh, you know, changing diets and things. I was like, man, I wish Patrice was here, she would have loved this conversation. But uh, we'll talk about it some more. But um okay. we, we were just getting into the, the topics, you know. Um, so I was talking about the, the vaccine and how the um the consensus seems to be changing you know, especially among our community about taking the vaccine, um, you know, a lot more people are, are opening up to the idea of actually getting it, um, you know, in an effort to try to move back to to a level of normalcy. I know um, there's still a lot of skepticism, though, um, uh, among a lot of Shouldn't us. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, uh, and then we've had like uh, Patrice. Know we had this this conversation uh, a lot on this show, uh, just about the issues with uh, not just the vaccine itself, but uh, the medical community and mm -hmm. the disparities that you know, in a lot of ways, have been brought to light um, through this whole situation. But um, but on the bright side, you know, the numbers have been fluctuating, but they seem to be trending downward at this time. Mm -hmm. So it looks like uh, they are starting to get a handle on, um, you know, the virus itself and some of the damaging effect that it's had on, you know, the world at large, but also uh, more specifically uh, minority communities, including ours. Um, so so that's that's a, a good thing that's come about. I was just, um, you know, asking our, our guest how COVID had affected, you know, her business and stuff. And I know it's affected George too, Patrice, greatly. Uh, I know I, I came to the event the other day. I, I popped up and got a got a plate from you. You start doing the the meals. Yeah, oh, Lord, yeah. Food going yesterday. Yeah, well, it was, uh, yeah. was the day before yesterday, right? Yeah, it was two days ago. Yeah, yeah. She oh, had a, uh, it was a little event, and she had um because she does meal prep and uh, some really delicious food. Great portions for you know people just trying to make sure that they keep their portions under control, all yes. the nutrition, you know, uh, everything is, uh, well, I'll let Patrice talk about it a little bit. Uh, can you talk <laughs> a little bit about, uh, I know we started out talking about COVID, but uh, would you talk a little bit about your meals and what you're doing? And so just kind of a spinoff from that, um, it, I'm really grateful for those who have supported, who, um, you know, trust me to make their meals in this climate, um, because that's very huge. Um so going from training indoors to not training at all to trying to figure out what's next, I fell into this meal prep thing, but it's really, um, it's really growing. And I would say at least 75% of my clients are my food prep, meal prep clients return. Awesome. Um, which is huge. So I have people that reach out every, you know, Friday or whatever and say, hey, I want a delivery on Monday. Um, Congratulations. So, uh, That's beautiful. Thank you. But I must tell you, though, it's a lot more work than trainer oh, was. I know it is. So it's, it's a lot of work. And yesterday I had my Apple Watch on and um, I didn't do, I don't, I don't work out. So I didn't do any workouts. I burned 1,100 calories by the time I went to bed. Okay. Like that was just from, yeah, that was just from a cook, cooking and a delivery. And then, you know, because I'm not 100%, um, I, you know, fell ill some months ago, I have to take breaks. So if I go to the grocery store, I have to take a break in my car. Then I got to mm -hmm. take another break to put my food away. And I got to take another break when I cook. I got to 
cook vegetables and take a break then cook meat like it's a it takes for what it would normally take a person an hour and a half it takes me like four to five hours so wow. uh, but I've, I've learned to make it work and mm-hmm. and people seem to be enjoying the meals i do a vegan uh meat lovers and a seafood so nice. pretty much something for the pescatarians something for the vegans and some for, something for people that love just about everything i still keep it healthy um, a lot of the weight loss is coming in. People have lost anywhere from five to eight pounds in one week. Um, so it's, 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 you know, using, you know, there's a saying that says your gifts will make a way for you. So the the space that I was in in fitness to be able to trans, um, you know, kind of transition into um, cooking, but using the same nutritional mindset and the um, the knowledge base that I've acquired over the years to make this work has really been amazing. And I'm not even like making it work. It's working for itself and I'm flowing like water. I'm going wherever it takes me. That's the blessing of staying within you and knowing your purpose. Once you have found your purpose and your blessing that the creator has bestowed upon you, everything else opens. Regardless of whoever's doing Mm -hmm. whatever, you find your purpose. But you Mm -hmm. find what God has given you to Mm -hmm. do to help, you know what I mean? To not only help yourself, but to help others. Mm-hmm. It, it's no stopping you. That's mm-hmm. why I'm. That's yeah. why I'm so grateful. We all should be blessed that when we find our niche, grind in that shit. You know what I mean? Go hard because once you go hard, it's everything. It just starts to flip. Every all the doors just start to open. Mm-hmm. You have to stay on that right path, and you have to have a heart that mm-hmm. is, really, you know, pure within what you're doing. You can't be doing it for the fuckery. You have to do it in sincerity. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you will be blessed continually. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Patrice, I just Thank sent you. that uh, to the wrong so person. Much. I was trying to send that to my neighbor. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to get on, Daisy. Stay focused. <laughs> I'm doing too much. All right, but, but yeah. You're doing way too much. Most definitely, though. And I, I'm still focused, though. I still heard everything you said, and it's absolutely okay. right. Uh, you know, once you have your vision, you know, um, there's, there's a saying that, like, um, once you decide what it is that you want to do, the universe will make a way for you. And of course, the universe is just people's way of saying, you know, God or whatever deity people believe in, but mm-hmm. God, of course, you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll make a way for it for it to happen. So, man, I'm so proud of you. The food was delicious. It was, uh, um, I had like a, uh, what was that? Uh, it was that a turkey burger? With no, it was actually a lean, it was a 93% lean brown chicken burger. Oh, wow. nice. It was delicious. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I tore it up, though. I ate it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I yes. think it's meat. Awesome. It's really good. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. And the sauce on it was sugar-free. So you did well. Oh, okay. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I be trying to stay away from the sugar. You know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a struggle. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, like I was saying, the, the, the consensus in our, you know, neighborhoods and in our uh, community is starting to, to lean to more toward taking the vaccine. I hear more and more people saying that they're getting, you know, the appointments. And actually getting the vaccine, and I haven't heard too many people saying anything, you know, to be fair, um, about negative side effects. I've heard maybe people say things about, you know, a little pain, like the stuff that they mentioned, uh, you know, on the news and uh, when they talk about it, things like pain in the injection site. Uh, uh, one person said they had a little nausea, but other than that, I haven't heard any real heavy side effects. Of course, 
hasn't really been that long since it came out. So he's, you know, still waiting to see. But um, but yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Um, have either of you guys um well uh we haven't talked to you, Secret, about um your position on on vaccines. Do you mind? I mean, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you mind saying whether you, you know, feel like you're gonna take the vaccine or anything of that nature? If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. I can skip Tuskegee. it. Yeah, yeah. We've been we've been talking about Tuskegee. Yeah. So did you know that they had that the government, the United States government told African Americans in low income that we were gonna give you a vaccine to keep away, but instead they gave them herpes? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You talk about, you know, the, the 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 vaccines that you give young black boys who by the age of 12 to 13, they now have autism. Right. Yeah. Huh? 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 Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so it's, uh, shall we continue? Uh, the, so the it's safe to say. How in Africa, you know, in the what they consider the poorest part of the world, the majority of those beautiful Africans don't have COVID. Right. Can yeah. you talk about that? In the poorest yeah. places don't have COVID or the COVID number is so low that there's no need for none of that? How is it the poorest of poor don't have it, but the riches and the middle class and the mid low keep spreading, huh? Yeah. Hmm. And y'all yeah. y'all, giving out vaccines that y'all created in less than a year, but y'all don't have a vaccine for AIDS. Y'all don't have a vaccine for herpes. Y'all don't have a vaccine for any of the other things that's been out here for ages. But you got a patent right. for it, though, don't you? You got a patent for it, though, don't you? Don't you? Anything that you have a patent for means that it was created, don't it? Meaning it was created in a lab, don't it? That's, that's true. So if you have a patent for it, that means you created it, which means that you have the solution for it, too, right? Right. All stuff right. that we talking about. You speaking right. our language, Secret. Hey, but look, I got a, I got a, a surprise for you. A special guest that wanted to pop in and say what's up to you. I'm going to bring him in right now. Uh, let's see. My homie, I'm waiting for his audio to connect so we can uh, so he can speak to you. Somebody you may remember from your past. I dug deep into your yeah, I dug deep into your past and found somebody. No, I'm just playing. Don't go I'm digging just playing. too deep now. Might find somebody you don't want to know. Dev Row, you in there, man? He might be having some technical difficulties. It's uh Dev Duff, your homie. Duffy, Duffy, Duffy not in my past. Duffy is in the present. Right, right. <laughs> Yes, Duff is in the present, love. Yeah, he's trying to connect to the audio right now. He's uh, We're going to give him a second. But yeah, man, I know you guys did some work together. And, yes. Uh, yeah, Duff is on my second CD, uh, Ideal Thoughts. We did a track called Quickie. Nice. Um, And then he's on my third album, um, Ready, Willing, and Able, where we did a track called I Love You, which is one of my first singles that I released. Yeah, that's the one um, I heard. That's a dope song. Nigga, it's, it's, it's doing really well. It's yeah. doing really well. It's one of my favorites. Duff yeah. is awesome. He's a phenomenal yeah, he singer. He and is. he raps. And yeah. he writes. Exactly. For himself. And for yeah. others. While so, we are yeah. uh, waiting for him to get his music together, I just want to uh, pour some accolades on him, too, man. He's on the, the last mixtape I did. Uh, the, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, 
it's uh what is the name of the mixtape it's the leo season is the mixtape and um he did the outro with me and um there's stuff like he came in the studio and just like um the way he put together like the sound that he put on there it almost sounds like uh it's keys being played but it's him singing it like amazing so, um, so yes. enough of you in there you gotta unmute yourself homie you you're muted take off the mute <laughs> right right so he's, he's working on it we'll get him in there but um but yeah man um everything that you were saying about uh the, like stuff that we've talked about a lot about um the vaccine and reasons that the um the apprehension is so justified you know and that is something you know uh, even not even knowing if the vaccine that we will be getting is the same, you know, that other people may they have three different like kinds, though, right? They so, have yeah, three different yeah, kinds. It's, it's, it's and it's, 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 it's hard to trust a company, you know, like, like right now, Johnson & Johnson is being sued over their baby powder that people have been using right. for decades. Yet yeah, the same yeah. people that you're now trying to get lawsuits over for baby powder is the same ones that you're trusting to inject something within your body that, this, hello, I, 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 I just don't comprehend. And then not only that, forget mm -hmm. all of the COVID stuff, just being a melanated person in the United States dealing with the medical field and the things, how they, you know, the majority of African-American women, uh, melanated women that go into the hospital giving birth, majority of them die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Due to them not believing when we say we're in pain or not hearing us. When we, I lost my child, I had a miscarriage. You know, my child was 21 weeks old and I went to them and told them that I wasn't feeling good. And instead of them doing a sonogram, instead of them doing all the procedures they supposed to, they just sent me home. Right. You know what I mean? And then when I went back and then when they finally did, I, I kept complaining, complaining, and they did a sonogram. They saw that my child had no heartbeat. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. a lot of trust. You can't trust somebody that if I could, me right now, like I told you, I suffer from nerve damage in my back. And for mm -hmm. the parents, what? Since 2011, I keep going to different hospitals in, in the DC area and have yet to find anybody to believe, trust and heal and help heal me. Yeah, right. They, they, they're at the point now that they telling me it's in my head. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and and But yet, anybody else that I've spoken with, that, that, that is not melanated, has gotten assistance, has gotten Percocets, has gotten whatever kind of pills that they give people that's in pain. I don't know, because they don't give it to me. Right. But right. everybody else? So why would I trust you? No, 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 no. Right, right. You only got yeah. so many times yeah. Yeah. before the eyes have to open and you have to start to heal within. Heal yourself. Do your own research. Because exactly. we've been fed lies for centuries. For a long time. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about it. Um, like we had a, a, a doula on the show, uh, a, a young lady by the name of Erica Clark, who's a doula who works with um, you know mothers preparing to give birth, and she just talked about um, and you know me being a man and then not having any kids, not really understanding that side of it. To hear some of the stuff that she said, that echo mm -hmm. basically what you were saying about. Uh, the lack of care, the difference in the quality of care, the, you know, um, the uh, assumption that, oh, um, Black women can take more pain or, exactly. you know, when they, they say they're in pain. They right, didn't give right. us anything when they was operating on our ass. Yeah, right, right. And the, mm -hmm. the difference and, and just understanding that 
different standard of care that, you know, somebody like her explaining it has seen it numerous times to the point where, oh, it's not a mistake. This is something it, that's systematic. It's done systematic. purposely. It's systematic. Purpose. Yeah. Purpose. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's insane, you know. Um, when she's gone down the rabbit hole and you see what has been done, what's continued to be done throughout history, you know, even to this day, you know, people continue to trust those who have continuously throughout history shown you that they're not trustworthy you know what i mean and we yeah, continue yeah. to put our trust in these people when you you know it's like being in an abusive relationship you know he's gonna beat your ass when he gets home regardless if the house is clean regardless yeah. if you've cooked the dinner regardless if you be a good woman he's gonna beat that ass and you continue to stay there and deal with that ass whooping and then wonder why people look at you strange Okay. Why your own family look at you strange? Because you know what you're enduring, but yet you continue to do it. Why? Okay. When you are a God, living out your human experience. Right. How about that? Let's talk yeah, about yeah, it's a lot of uh, you know, uh there's a lot of pieces to it, definitely. Uh and you're right, like I've um in many occasions, like and like I've posted things like that, like and then a lot of things that's going on to abusive relationships and that's not you know, just the the abusive relationship that the that our community has with the world at large, and with ourselves, continual, yeah, exactly, with ourselves that creates a situation where we accept the abuse on a regular basis. It's, it's um, you know, you notice how we always take something of a negative and try to turn it into a positive. Yeah. We're we're so mentally screwed. Excuse my language. I was about to say something else. We oh, are so good. We, this is this is the internet. You can say what you want to say. Watch this. See, you can say oh, what you, no, I'm just playing. No, 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 but I'm so mentally screwed. I'm sorry, Patrice. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I say it like, oh, Lord. No but, uh, no, but we're so used to being fucked that we don't realize that we're getting screwed to the point that it's dry. You know, there's yeah. no lube. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to come up out of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> You really have to remove yourself from the negativity. And no, I've been true. removed and removing and not dealing with certain things because I know I, at, a, at a certain point, your soul starts to speak if you listen. Yeah. You feel me? And yeah. I feel energy. And I, it's, a, it's a scary thing, but it's a blessing that when I come into a room, I can sense people's energy. Mm. So I be leery of where I go and the people that I be amongst. You know what I mean? And I treat all beings with respect until I see you for your true self. Right. But I know that most are snakes. I like snakes, but I know, but I don't know which snake is poisonous. So I'm careful with which snake I deal with. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, it's safe to say that you probably won't be taking the vaccine. All right. So. So, uh, shout out to I'm Dan. Gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this good nutrients that I'm drinking. I'm gonna drink my CMOS. I'm gonna meditate and pray. I'm gonna exercise. I'm gonna cleanse my spirit of the negative things that I believe that I think. I'm healing myself within. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm healing myself with things that I intake, as we were speaking about earlier. Yeah. If you're constantly yeah. eating death. And that death was tortured. How are you going to feel? You let me, let me interject. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me interject. I knew she yes, was going to jump in there with that. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Well, let me interject. So, I, you know, I'm slow to offer my opinion on this for many reasons. But I will say this. I was 
I was on a, 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 a guy put a post up, and it was the fact that the vaccine is 66% effective. Mm. And he said, his caption said, last time I checked, 60, uh, 66 was a D or F. And so I never, like, I don't comment on stuff because I'm just not, like, I'm not the, first of all, I'm not the person you want to go back and forth with, and I just don't have the energy to do it. Okay. But I commented, and I said, and it was, it was, a, it was a, so this was somebody who, you know, has, like, I think, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, so I commented, and I said, um, um, it's sad that we don't uh, focus more on taking care of ourselves and our health. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we put so much trust into something synthetic. Yeah. And some random stranger commented on my my comment, replied to me and said, usually people that say these types of things are pushing health products. And I said, I said no, actually the only thing I push is is knowledge of self. Yes. So that I I don't know who I said I'm sorry that's your been your experience. But to, to to your point, sis, that's exactly, you know, where we put so much. But even as a trainer, from a trainer's perspective, I can share this with you. I can tell somebody to do something a certain way or tell them that, you know, holistically, this is what I know works. I've either mm-hmm. experienced it myself or read about it or I've done it. Um, and I can tell them all the things to do. And they won't do it, but then they'll yep. go to a doctor, and the doctor will tell them, and they'll yep. come back like it is a mad revelation. Right. Like, and I'll just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, you don't believe, but that's you don't believe the so caucus mountain, but you won't believe the melanin. I got you. But see, that's where the brainwash comes yeah, in. But so, well, it's because, though, we are... Right, but we're also, masses of people are victims in that space. And when I say that, I mean that, like, like you, can't ex- you can't raise a child in the heart of the hood where there's no library and a school is run down and expect to send them off to Ivy League and he's going to thrive. Oh, right? So we are in a space where we are, we have been, um, we have been, uh, 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 in this space, we 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 must believe what we've been taught to believe. Um, everything about Westernized medicine, the Westernized medicine is correct. Right. So anything that goes against that, innately we question it if we do not have knowledge itself. Right. You know right. what I mean. So, so as a trainer and as a, a health and fitness professional over the years, I've learned to just listen. And if that person believes what they believe is going to work and they got to go talk to Bob and not believe the melanin, then that's, you know, I just flow with it. But to your point, that's exactly what's happening. People are, we, we are, they trust, they trust in everything synthetic and everything westernized and nothing mm-hmm. innate and all and nothing natural. Yes, Queen. And it's terrible because, you know, Dr. Sabi was talking about this back in the 80s. He was curing AIDS. Yeah. High blood pressure, diabetes, everything back in the 80s. This man left and came to the United States to show the government, hey, you don't have to worry about age. You don't have to, I have literally, he took all the people that he cured, brought them, set them in the court system. It was like, they was trying to sue him. They was like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't have no cure. He was like, yes, they go to people. Look at their results. They had AIDS here 
And after seeing me, now they don't have it. I'm talking about full-blown AIDS, not HIV. Right. And the government knew this. And the government said, fuck you. Do you hear me? He went to Donahue. He went to Oprah. He went to these people to talk to them. Did they want to talk to them? Y'all want to heal the world, but y'all want to talk to the man who's actually showing you proof? If y'all y'all so-called believe in the JC, that's JC right there walking. He's showing you that he's doing the healing, but y'all don't want to believe it because it's all natural. Because those in the pharmaceutical companies who's making billions off our ass dying slow. Y'all don't want to listen, but see, that's what it's all about. It's all about the money. Their God is their money. And once you realize and understand that, then you will conduct yourself in a proper manner. We have the, the melanated race people. We have to realize we are not the minority. We are the majority. We are all over the world, but because they told you because you're Spanish or you're El Salvadorian or because you're Jamaican or because you're Chinese or whatever the case may be, even though you darker than my pale looking tail, you dark, beautiful, black, brown, melanated people speak foreign languages, but don't consider themselves to be black. Because the Europeans have taught you that you are not melanated. You think that you're something other because you speak a foreign language. You got you thinking that you're something other than what you are. But they've taken all of our truth and turned it into their truth. That's why it's called his story, but it's really our story. His story that he stole. You know, so it's all just like the queen said, you have to know your truth. You have to know your past, your real truth. And when you start to go down that rabbit hole and find out you can't deal with the bullshit. You're not just going to accept what they say because you know what is true and what is factual. Knowledge, ladies and gentlemen, she's here. (laughs) My apologies. No, no, you good. We're not getting in. You good, man. You good. This, this is the place for it. Um, did you see? Did you see? Dad was on there. He said he typed yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was saying, shout out to him. Yeah, he said he's uh he's here and he's listening. He, I guess he couldn't get the sound together, but uh he's he's rocking with us. So yeah, my plan was to bring him on and have him talk to you a little bit, but um, but yeah, he's here. He can hear us, but he couldn't get his sound together. So shout out to Dave Duff, uh, one of the dopest artists in the DMV. And yes, uh, a collaborator with our guest today, um, the lovely and talented Mr. Creed Emotions. So um, I want to talk about a few more things before we get into this interview. Um, did either of you all see the, uh, the 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 Coming to America sequel? Yes. Have you seen it? So uh, uh, what did you think of it? I'm going to get your opinion. I'm not going to get your opinion? Patrice, did you see it? <laughs> Oh, no, no, I was talking to her at first, but now I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see it. I, 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 I don't want to speak on it. It was good to see the people. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, uh, you know, I don't think it lived up to. So I think a lot of people wanted it to live up to. Like, uh, the first one was a cultural icon. Was like you, a, can't you, know, touch, you can't touch exactly. that. You can't put nothing on it. And that's why Eddie didn't want to do a sequel for exactly. a long time. And so, you know, but... He, you know, he wound up going in and, and doing it. And, um, you know, I appreciate like- the actors that they had in it. I what one thing that I truly enjoyed was seeing those who were still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, Duff, like Duff was just saying, I think I was talking to Duff, and he was like, young. 
<laughs> the barbershop men should not still be. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they too old. They should have been. Yeah. They should have been got this 30 years later. They was like 60, 70 back then. So they 100 and something. Now. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, far as it was just beautiful to see all that melanin. To be honest with you, I love that part. They had little slick, but see, you had to really be paying attention because they had little slick little comments and uh, jokes in it that was on some funny shit. I love the way that they intertwine the old movie with the new. I did enjoy that. Yeah. You know how they went back with the scene when they was in the club? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. That was, that was groovy. That was, that was dope. I mean, it wasn't bad. No, I wouldn't say it's a horrible movie, no shit like that. Right. I just, I wanted more. You know what right. I'm saying? Everybody, you know, I mean, coming behind such a classic, it's like mm -hmm. you want to kind of get that same feeling. It's hard to do that in 2019, mm -hmm. I mean, 2020, uh, when, when it was filmed, you know, it's hard to get that same feeling of that original, you know, uh, coming to America. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, there was, um, they did some interviews in the weeks leading up to the release of the movie and a couple of interesting revelations came out from people like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio uh, talking about things like how, um, you know, the movie came out with 88 and uh, mm -hmm. the original came out in 88. And back then, uh, the actor Louis Anderson, who was in the, uh, the McDowell scenes with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they said he had to, Yeah, they brought He was like, next year? No, he said, next month? It'll be last. Right, then right. He'll be on the grill. This man was at the register. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but they talked about how uh, back then they had to put him in the movie. Like the the um, company Paramount was like, oh, you got to have, you don't have any white people. You have to have a white person in this movie. Like they actually told him that because it was uh -huh. white people could say that. So they were like, well, who's the funniest white guy we know? And they went and got Louis Anderson and he was in it. But he was the obligatory white person in the movie. Like you can't have a movie with all black people. You know, uh, you got to have a couple whites in there. So, uh, so that well, I be crooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they don't want us to do nothing without them being up in there. Well, of course, same uh, way when they did uh, Black Panther, all black, but you got to have your white savior somewhere in the movie. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. I didn't see it. Um, you know, I don't really watch anything much, but um. A friend of mine told me, she said uh, there's an illegitimate child and a loud baby's mother in the movie. Yeah. Is that that well, wasn't yeah. in the old movie. What was the purpose of that? Well, that was the, the bringing the story up to uh, up to date. So basically, um, when don't he, tell the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't tell. Her. I don't think she's gonna watch it, but there are people watching who might watch it. But um, we'll talk about it later, Patrice. But yeah, it was. But, but no, no, he, you was right. You know what I mean? He, that, you know. Eddie has children, but all he has is girls. Yeah. So that right there will tell you why where the illegitimate child will come from. Yeah. Because if you're a king, you need an heir, and your heir needs to be what male. Yeah. So all he got is girls. Yeah. So so they play that into mm. it, and um, Leslie Jones plays the the, the baby, baby mama. mama. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it was you know, like I said, it didn't uh, you know it wasn't the, the cultural classic, but I think it's going to stand the test. I mean, I think it was all right. And it's for 2021. I think that it's uh, it's standard. You know, it's it's an okay movie, you know. Um, but some of the other things that came out, they talked about how uh, when they first did the makeup for the barbershop as the two old guys, uh -huh. uh, when they first got the makeup applied, 
the guy who did the makeup told them, you know, go out and, you know, walk around for a while, see how it feels, see how it moves. And they went out into the Paramount lot and they were talking to people and a lot of people didn't know it was them. And they <laughs> actually, Eddie Murphy told this story where he actually hit on this older woman and like got her phone number. Don't play! You know, and she had no idea it was Eddie Murphy. And uh, <laughs> Arsenio, Arsenio said he, he, he always messed with Eddie about it and say, you, you went and smashed that old lady, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, probably, you know, Eddie was wild back in the day. But, um, but yeah, man, so uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's been a lot of opinions floating around. I would just say, you know, watch it and make your own opinion about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to, I mean, because, you know, we, we get a lot of opinions from social media and from other people and stuff. But, I mean, you know, uh building your own is important so i would say check it out if you don't like it you don't like it but you know so um moving on <laughs> uh, a couple of other things happen oh uh shout out to um alfredo nelson fredo's pc repair uh when we're home when our when we're in our home studio which is the picture behind me the nubian human in the anacostia art center he's our neighbor uh i've known him since elementary school he started working, uh, fixing phones and stuff like that. And now he has his own brick and mortar shop, Fredo's PC Repair. Anything that breaks electronic that you need fixed, he can fix it. For real? Uh, up today. My yeah, phone yeah. need to be fixed. How much you yeah. talk? Phone Come on. Any phone screens, uh, uh, batteries, anything. Where is he located? Price. He's right on uh, Good Hope Road. I can get the, um, you know where the Anacostia Art Center is on Good Hope Road? He's right next to the Anacostia Art Center. Have you been in the, the Nubian Human? Uh, down on Good Hope Road, down by Good Hope and MLK. Big chair? Yeah, yeah, on Good Hope and MLK, you know, that corner. But uh, uh -huh. I'm it a little bit is the Anacostia. It used to be, a long time ago, it was uh, Woody's, like Woolworth, and, like, was it Woolworth or something like that on the corner? Woolworth and Lover, uh-huh. Yeah, right there, it's, it's that building. And uh, they bought it out, and it's the Anacostia Art Center, but he's right next door to it. It's Fredo's PC Repair. They, um, I'll get the address for you, but it's uh, his, his spot is online. The reason I brought it up, it's because he's a black businessman doing this thing. And today is his birthday. And I wanted, Happy to, birthday, him, birthday. I wanted to welcome him to the 40 Club. You know. Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been there for a couple of months and now he's joining the club. Me too. Me and I, too. <laughs> I, I've literally known this dude since elementary school. Like I think my first, we met our first day at kindergarten. And, oh, and, 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 you that's know, awesome. That long, what is it, like 38 years, something like that? 30, well, no, that's a little less than that. But anyway, um, you know, my math is off because I went to D.C. public schools. But anyway. Look at um, you. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to my my, uh, my brother, Fredo. Uh, happy 40th, brother. Um, I also wanted to talk about, oh, real quick, going back to, um, to uh, Coming to America, the guy who played Eddie's son, Jermaine Fowler, was born in D.C. He went to Northwestern okay. High School. He lived and grew up in Hyattsville. He went to Northwestern High School. He's a comedian. He's been on a couple of TV shows and stuff. And he got this, um, was his biggest role yet. And uh, just shout out to him. Oh, I, that is awesome. I don't know him personally. I've never met him. But uh, people in the comedy scene in D.C. who know him well. Um, so shout out to him just being from the area and, yes. and getting, getting this type of a big break. Also, uh, today is International Women's Day. So I'm blessed to have two amazing women with me today. So um, I just wanted to take, because it's an International Women's Day, um, and uh, so much lately has been happening um, in the realm of like uh, women's rights and uh, just uh, 
uh, women coming into their own and things of that nature. And it's been a beautiful thing. I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, some women that have inspired us, you know, uh, in our lives. And um, I'll start, I'm gonna shout out my mom. She's one of my best friends. I'm 100% a mama's boy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I love my mama, but she's um, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, one of the hardest working women. And um, her support and love over the years has, you know, been extremely helpful and extremely, you know, just uh, a blessing to me. And so I want you guys, can you think of any inspirational women? You know, um, and I'll start with our guest, Mr. Creed Emotions. Any women that have, you know, impacted your path in life? Uh, oh, definitely. I'm, I'm like you, mama's girl, Miss Evelina Marie Young, the queen. She has all of this knowledge that you hear in being spewed out of my mouth was instilled by the queen, Miss Young. She um, is the one who opened my eyes to learning my truth and to learning my history. Uh, to be able to have class and to be able to cook my tail off came from my grandmother, Miss Dorothy Young Cherry, and uh, my auntie, Miss Michelle Downs. These are women who have empowered me, enriched me spiritually, financially, emotionally, um, made me into the woman that I believe that I've grown into. Um, I've had strong, powerful women. My my great aunt Leola Smith, who is a Stagehand, if, for those who don't know what a stagehand is, it's a person that works behind the scenes in the music and radio production field, um, movies, production, all of that. I got into doing stagehands because of my aunt. So I've had nothing but beautiful, strong Black women who have raised me to be the queen that I am now. And I, I give thanks to them and the ancestors that came before them. Um, yes. Oh, uh, and one of my inspirations to even start writing was the uh, queen, Maya Angelou, who is no longer here. It's because of her. It was a queen named Yanni who gave me my first Maya Angelou book when I was, whoo, I was eight, nine years old. My mother was working at Gonzaga High School and she gave me my first Maya Angelou book. And it's just, God just blessed me that I was surrounded by beautiful queens who enriched me to do great things. That's dope. That's dope. And Patrice, when she was talking about um, her mom instilling all the knowledge in her, I couldn't help but think about how you talk about the conversations that you have with your son and how uh, impactful that will be and how one day he's going to be telling somebody about how his mom gave him that, you know, that sense of self and that understanding mm -hmm. to be strong. Yeah. So before I let you talk, I want to shout you out as one of the dopest, you know, young ladies that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I appreciate you on International Women's Day now. Yeah. Yeah, now, uh, who you like? Who's your, who's your inspiration now? <laughs> uh, who inspires you? This might sound weird, but I, um, for me, like, I'm inspired by me. <laughs> yes, me? I am, yeah. I'm inspired by me. I, you know, of course, I, you know, um, you know, definitely pay homage to the our ancestors and all the queens before me, but the ones that are still with me in spirit, um, including my grandmother and also, you know, all that I've learned from my mother. But I, you know, I'm inspired daily by myself because right. I think that we give, we, in order for you to really tap into the deepest part of your spiritual self, you have to connect to that, hold on to it, 
emotions on here and I know uh, you guys have a, a, a real strong working relationship and also a real strong friendship you know mm-hmm. um, and we was just talking about uh, International Women's Day and um, you know that's today and talking about the women that inspire us and um, right. you know uh, have, have had a, a big impact on our life so I'll start with that Duff uh, is there any women that you like to shout out that have had a strong impact on your life or have inspired you Oh man. Uh well I mean I guess the I guess the women that's had the most strongest impact on my life, they're not here no more. Uh, that's my aunt, my aunt and my mother. So um yeah, they kinda like uh my aunt, my mother and uh shit like my other mother, my, my homies, my homies mom. I think you know that they, they pretty much raised me the most. Um, you know, when I became a minister, um you know, my, my, my pastor at my church wasn't really, I didn't really have no uh, hand, you know, no formal training, but my aunt, she, she, uh, she was an ordained preacher and um, she kind of formally trained me. And I mean, not like on some Bible type stuff. I mean, just like on some, I mean, just really like uh, being there for the elders, um, uh, giving back to your to where you come from. My aunt, she used to go to North Carolina every month, you know, whether she take back food, toys, clothes, you know what I'm saying? Um, she was doing stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was teaching Bible study to like, you know, 50, 60, 70 year olds. And when I was like 20, in my 20s, I was doing that while I was, you know, trying to manage my craft and uh, become this artist or whatever. And so, uh, you know, my mom told me how to sing, um, and uh, yeah, you know it's real big impact. And my homie's mom, 
you know, Miss Barbara, you know, she, uh, you know, my mom would be trying to go to sleep so she can go to work. You know, uh, she would do help me with my homework and I was doing crossword puzzles with her and, you know, just stuff like that, listening to records, listening to vinyl, you know, listening to vinyl records, um, you know, just, you know, they, they were they my foundation, man. Um, they were definitely my foundation. Amongst a lot of other women, I could go on, you know. Right, yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's dope, though, man. It's always interesting to me the moments that you're like, we were just talking about, you know, um, uh, your homie's mom, like doing the crossword puzzle and helping you with your homework. It's always so interesting yeah. to me the things that, you know, our mind lets us remember the moments that impact us the most. And so that's mm -hmm. dope, man. Shout out to them queens because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, always uh evident when a person has that has that good balance of uh masculine and feminine you know and they have a good understanding and you know uh we always connect in our conversations i always feel that um you know that balance in you like you you always you know a, a real your your character is strong and your personality is strong and it comes from having that you know that that balance and so that's dope man i say that to say they did an awesome job so salute to those queens man yeah definitely so since you're here man it's a good way to start the interview with secret emotions man because i know uh you had a question you wanted to ask her and uh yeah so she's here man so i'm gonna let you start it off with the question that you had oh. sent me my question was uh what motivates you to write what motivates you yeah. Life. Life and life's experiences. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm going through at the time, what I've been exposed to, what someone has told me that might have put a tingle in my ear. So anything that I'm exposed to that inspires me, life. Well, I noticed, uh, you know, I've always, uh, um, I know you're a poet, you know, and I know you, uh, you write about everything, but um, I know you're, you're I'm, not, I'm not gonna say your theme is like erotic poetry, but I know that's, that's like, you know, that's um, that uh, that's a part. I mean, that's a part of secrete emotions. Mm -hmm. Part of uh, you. What what um, I man, I already know the story, but I just want you to talk about it. Um, uh. <laughs> What what uh what started like secrete emotions? What what uh what actually is, I I might have missed that part because I I've been in and out so y'all got to uh, uh excuse me because I I'm at work so I'm been like in and out so I haven't been I hearing everything y'all talking about. Yeah 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 okay okay yeah, yeah, um yeah, yeah so like how do secrete emotions become about? Were you always secrete emotions? Did you have another name um at first? Um, you know, and what, what was your first poem? What was your first, do you remember your first, your actual first uh, piece of poetry? Well, my original name was Secrete Garden. Uh, when I went to go get it copyright trademark, they said that it was a group already in England that was using the name Secret Garden, but theirs was Secret Garden. Mine was Secrete Garden, but they said it was too much of a similarity. Yeah. even though it was spelled space differently. So I had to change it. Um, yeah. At the time I was going to Southeastern University and I was just really getting started on WPGC 95.5 Love Talking Slow Jam. Yeah. 
So a lot of the times we would either go into the studio or after I was done with class, um, Maxwell the poet, who was one of the poets that I used to perform with at WPGC, um, he would sometimes meet me after school and we would go to Anacostia Park and we would write. So um, we were writing because we were supposed to be performing that night um, on the radio and we were doing like a back and forth type of poetry thing um, that we had came up with. And I was telling him that I was having problems with my name because all this time I've been Secret Garden, but they saying I can't use the name. Um, and he was like, okay, well, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm releasing, I'm releasing my words. I'm releasing my emotions. I'm, I'm secreting out my emotions. And he was like, exactly. That's your name. <laughs> that's where you get your, that, that's what you're doing, right? You're secreting, you're releasing your emotions out on pen or paper, right? Secrete emotions. So that's how we got the name Secrete Emotions. Um, my first poem, because as I stated, my mother was, was walking down the rabbit hole during my entire life. So I was on a real militant uh, poetry. That's what I was doing. I was writing poetry about our history, about the greatness of melanated people. And I wrote this two page poem uh, in the eighth grade. And I was just trying to read it at the uh, poetry, con at the contest that we was having, the talent show we was having. And uh, my principal, uh, Mr. Fields, uh, was the principal of Holy Redeemer at the time. And he was like, Tennille, uh, it's a little bit much. <laughs> <laughs> he's like for the eighth grade he's like it's a little bit much for the kids you might want to you know revamp it or find another way and his mother was the librarian so she pulled me to the side and was like you know who's your favorite poet and I was like Maya Angelou she's like okay well let's find one of her pieces that you can perform at the event you know at the talent show and we looked through and I found Phenomenal Woman and she went through Phenomenal Woman with me and told me how to move my hands and use your expression and emphasize certain words. And, you know, with a hoof of my breast, I'm phenomenal, phenomenal woman. So I went up there, I did it. I won first place. And to get the response that I received from my peers, it was the, the most high I have ever been in my life. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. This, this is what I want to do. So I continue on with my writing. Um, and of course, you know, as you're going into junior high, you start to ex being more exposed to boys and love and relationship. And as I stated, I write about or what influenced me or what I see. And I, I, I'm just, a, I grew up on love. Like my mother raised me listening to love songs, R&B, 96.3, late at night, all the noise, you know what I mean? These are the Isley Brothers. Donnie Hathaway, this is what I was exposed to. So when you hear soulful music 24 seven all around you, that's all I could do was ooze out what I was hearing, what I was feeling. And I began to write. And so, yes, I write all kinds of poetry, but I do specialize in erotic poetry. If that answers your question. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And while I got you two here, I just want to ask you all about, um, you guys collaborations because you've uh, collaborated a couple of times. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna start with uh, you secret emotions. Do you have a favorite piece that you and Duff has done together? Everything I do with Duff is my favorite. He pulls it out of you. I mean, he just he a vicious ass artist. Yeah. I, I, it's nothing I can say. Like I love you is my favorite right now, <laughs> but um, 
like I've done pieces with him or just to be in his presence is a good energy. You feel what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's good to find somebody who as soon as you just in their presence, you calm. You feel like you're good. You, you feel like you can just release and be yourself. And that's anytime I get with him to do a project or to do anything, that's you won't get some fire. So, oh, oh. Yep. Uh, and Duff, same question to you. Do you have a favorite piece or uh, you know a project that y'all have done together? Yeah, no, I, I like uh, I, I love you, man. Is a is a is a joint. Um, I mean, I like I like I like Quickie. I love Quickie too because that's our you know that was our first piece and it kind of like mm -hmm. that kind of came together like um. It came together real, uh, real organic, like because um, we hadn't even mine, met yet. <laughs> we hadn't even met. Like we had a, a buddy of mine named Khalil that had a track, and um, he played a track for me. And he it was from a buddy of his from Amsterdam, and actually Khalil is the dude that actually made my first uh, my single radio, and so um, Gebron. yeah, Gebron, man, and um, so um, he go by DJ DJ uh, DJ Jamal now. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Jamal now, but uh, yeah. So, um, just went over there, man, and um, I used to go over his house every now and then. And I went over there. He played this track for me that he got from Amsterdam, and from the track, he um, he pretty much um, he played it. It was like real, real uh, eccentric, real exotic, real slow, melodic. And he's playing the track, and um, there was these like you know light hints of uh oohs and moans and like you know what i'm saying slight little talking in the background and i thought it came with the track i thought it was just the track or whatever and then um he was like nah that's my homegirl tenille she a poet <laughs> <laughs> he was like she a poet she she erotic poet da, 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 da. and i was like oh for real and then so he gave me a track he's like let me see he said take this down with you see what you can do with it or whatever so i wrote something like probably like that night maybe like the next and so went back over there, recorded, and then I just I just recorded and get you know that was it. And then um, Khalil told me he's like, yeah, I gave it to Tanil, and um, she like she loved it. And um, I was like, okay, that's what's up. Like I wasn't really, you know. Um, and then I forgot how everything transpired uh, after that. I think I got your number. Um, we might have, I might have, I got your number from Khalil, maybe or something. We talked, but I know we met on you. We had pizza. Yeah. So we just clicked. That was it. You know what I'm saying? You've been stuck with me ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. So um, yeah. That's that's how that came together. And I think that took a little minute. Like I we did the song, and then I maybe met you maybe about two three months later or something. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, uh, and uh, I love you came about because I just got this track. I just heard it. And when I heard it, I had the chorus, but I, you know, I wanted to share it with, uh, uh, I heard, a, I heard, I heard her voice, you know, when I heard the track. So like, I didn't really have to think about who I wanted to do the song with. So when I heard the song immediately, I already knew I wanted to rock it out with. And so, um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's been our, uh, collaborations thus far. We got a chance to perform at Tropicalia, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we, we got a chance to, um, perform um you know with the, with you know with live band you know every time you know when i was you know uh doing my thing man um you know open mics and all of that man you know it was a lot of times that you know uh you know i don't really be looking out in the crowd looking for anybody to come through or whatever but you know to man she come through she definitely would come through and um 
uh, 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 you know, support, you know, when she could and, you know, all the time, you know, not, you know, I really uh, uh, appreciated that, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, too. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, man, so what's up, Wendy? Y'all going to do anything else, man? What's the next yeah, absolutely. one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got new, got new babies to work here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm back in creative mode. So, you know, she back in creative mode. You know, it's a matter of us, uh, you know, linking up and vibing out, you know. So, yeah. That'd be awesome, man. I can't wait to see what y'all, both of y'all are dope artists. Like I said, I'm a fan of both of y'all, man. So, I'm, I'm glad you got her as a guest, too, because I was like, I didn't even know. Like, she didn't, I didn't even know. I just, uh, I was on IG and, uh, I just seen that zone. I was like, oh shit. I said, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try to get on this zone. You know, you know, yeah. I, I didn't even know. And that's how I found out. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and that's how I found out about secret emotions. Y'all, I think um I was telling her when we, we talked on the phone yesterday, I was like, you know, I've met you before at one of uh one of uh Duff or I don't know, was it your open mic Duff or was it Jay's the one um over there off of like 14th? Uh like um uh, it was a little spot that y'all was doing, and she was there, and myself and two of the artists I was working with came through. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the club all the way up, uptown? Yeah, yeah. Mexican, all the, way. Like the Mexican spot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple shows there. yeah I can't, I can't, man, man, I can't remember. It's all in the, it's all the cloud right now, you know. Yeah, me, yeah, it's all good, it's all good. But yeah, that was the first time I was introduced, and then after me, What's her, up, man? I think the poem, the poem that she did was just dope, and then so, and then I saw. Um, I think at that time she had already featured on something of yours, and so I listened to. Her. I'm like, oh, that's her, okay. And then she hosted my whole mixtape, man. Yeah. yeah, she hosted my whole mixtape, man. Um, I wanted her to host my whole mixtape. I was just like, you know, I need, I needed. Um, I mean, not yeah, she yeah, she was guest. You, you know, you hear her voice, you know, between each track. So you know, I needed that. You know, it was just something that you know. Um, you know, I feel you know. You know, you one of a, a a kind right now. You know, I, you know, Tanil, you uh, you know, poetry is a is an open market for it. You know what I'm saying? It's been open. You've been on the train for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, keep doing your thing because it's definitely it will it will pay off. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know any you know poets and these spoken word artists that's kind of like been you know it's consistent. You know, I know you know everybody got their little their life struggles and you know all that going on. But um, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Don't don't quit. You know? No, never. Yeah, Only no, when no. I quit when I'm when I'm six feet deep. Uh, I'm yeah. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even then, you might release two more after that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? You know, we still want to be releasing work after we done. You know, but uh, yeah. I got to sign out, man. I got to roll out, man. Um, hey, man, it's I Hi, Patrice. Hi, Fruit Fit. Real quick, just tell them how you liked your food overnight. <laughs> hey, the food was good, man. We uh, yeah, we ate at a video shoot with Jason and Jacob. So the food was good. The turkey, uh, the chicken, the chicken, the burger with gravy. Chicken burger. Yeah, yeah, the chicken burger with gravy and mushrooms oh, on it. Oh. Like uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, and 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 uh, I had to tell, I had uh. You had uh the salmon, and you know yeah. you had the good tilapia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all yeah, all yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I definitely got to holler at you on, on on nutrition, man. Like I said, I'm trying to lose like seventy pounds, so you know. 
Okay. I want to, you know, try to get that in. So, yeah. Okay, we will. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. All right, Dave. Appreciate you. Bye, Tanil. Love you so much. Love you too, Dave. Right. Exactly. Right. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming through uh, and kicking it with us. What's the creed emotions, man? I appreciate you. Hey, be oh, yeah, safe. No Have a good one, man. We're going to talk soon, man. Okay, boss. All right. Peace. All right, sure. Yeah, man. Dev Duff, man. That's the homie. But, uh, so yeah, since he kicked it off, man, let's keep this, uh, let's keep this interview going. Uh, so I wanted to ask you that one of the main things that I always ask um all of my guests, and I always interested by the uh the answer that I get is um, you know, before uh before your poetry and stuff, or maybe not, but when you were younger. And people used to ask you what you want to be when you grow up. Do you remember what you would tell them? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm. I love animals. I still do. I don't know if you can see it, but that's my fish tank right there. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. I have uh, the Jack Dempsey, two Oscars, mm -hmm. and Managinski. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love animals. I had a cat. My cat is with my brother now. Oh, yeah. And my cat's with my aunt. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, that's that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I love it was either that or a cook or a chef. So I'm still kind of within my field because I I did just like the queen. I uh, cook as well. You know what I mean. I don't do a lot of dinners, but when I got on hard times, I started to sell, do my own cooking and selling dinners, selling plates. But mine was infused with. Uh, goodness <laughs> but yeah so you know and i have my I to to about that. I wanna, yeah i want to i want to add that to mine at some point i definitely would love to talk to you about that yes definitely okay no problem i'm about the healing you know what i mean if we can heal each other naturally the way that the creator made it everything we need is outside how about that we can literally pick it off a tree Exactly. Get it out the ground. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's teas that we can drink. <laughs> Dandelion, uh, you know, the little, uh, what's in the, I forget what you call it, the little things that you suck on. You can actually pull it out and suck oh, on honey it. Honeysuckles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, had, I had to clear that up because it sounded like you were talking about something else. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so naughty. I thought she was about to break out of poetry. Hello. <laughs> But um, but yeah, the um the reason I ask that question is always because it's always interesting to see, and I like to um to have examples of the fact that where you start isn't always where you finish, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of yeah. people out here stressing out because they started with one idea of what their life was gonna be, and that ne didn't necessarily happen the way that they wanted it to. And, um, you know, just trying to stress the fact that that's fine because that is all right. Finding your true self is a process. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. Sometimes, and, and sometimes it can take, you know, um, as long as it takes, as long as it takes. There's no time limit on it. But once you find that it's important to, you know, um, revel in it and live in it and be in it and, you know, um, um, build on it. And you'll, you'll start to notice, like we were saying before, that life will make a way for it once you realize what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So it's always dope to see, like, you know, you started, you know, uh, one way and now you're um, blessing the world with your erotic poetry and, um, you know, your books and modeling and, oh, yeah, the modeling. How'd you get into modeling? Uh, 
I don't know. I stumbled on it. How about that? Uh, my first one that I can actually remember was when I was in high school. Um, I was attending Duke Ellington School of the Arts, and it probably no, it probably even was before then. Okay, where my mother used to work at Gonzaga, right? And working at Gonzaga High School. And I went to Catholic school, right? So a lot of the times we used to have go-go's. So backyard, junkyard, property utensils, EU or whatever. They would come to Gonzaga's auditorium or gymnasium and they would do shows there. Mm-hmm. So I took my little hot ass up there and went to the go-go with dancing and all that other type of stuff. And one of the photographers that, you know, take the pictures was like, you really pretty. You should do modeling or what have you. And he took some of my pictures there that night at the go-go. So from those pictures that he took at the go-go, he hit me up and he had me do like this little commercial. I, I never saw the commercial either. And they filmed it on Gonzaga's property. And he just had, it was like a person, I don't know what it was like, some type of ad or what have you. And he just had me walking back and forth, up and down by the field by Gonzaga. Um, And that's how I got started into it, doing stuff like that. But just recently in 2019, was it 2019? Right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right before the pandemic, I did uh, two movies, two independent movies um, by female. It was a female who, I forget. It's sound, not sound trade, SoundCloud. It's a website that I'm on. I can say I wrote this shit down that I had got on where it shows you where you can audition for different commercials, TV shows, movies that are upcoming. You know, if you're an independent artist or what have you. They have all these awesome websites where you can go pay your membership and they let you know all the listings of what's going on. So the girl for her senior project, she had, she was doing a movie, an independent film. And she um, had me to come and I was an extra in her independent film that she was doing for her last project. And it was like a four day uh, filming or what have you. And I had to keep going back, wearing the same outfit, same hair, what have you. Um, And did that. Uh, Was in my friend, uh, the the late uh, Claude, Akil Nadir. Uh, I was at his video. That was my first time doing a music video. Uh, okay. And you can check that out on YouTube. Um, and I just stayed with it. You know what I mean? And I love taking pictures. So I've always, you know, had my photographer, my user, a photographer by the name of, whew, let me slow it down. He's been my photographer forever. He will be mad at me. Ooh, Rick Logan. Okay. Hey. <laughs> So I said we all have no phenomenal photographer. He's out of the out of the DMV area. Very reasonable. Takes great pictures. You can trust him. He works with uh, women of all shades and colors, sizes. Right. He does not have a preference, and he knows how to make a woman feel comfortable and look beautiful within her being herself. So that's who I've been working with. Um, majority of my CD covers was done by him, except for. My second CD, Ideal Thoughts, that was done by another photographer who's also out of Maryland. Um, my apologies for not remember his name right now, but he did a great job. But I just try to stay within my field of where I'm comfortable. You know, it's all about finding your comfortability. And I do, I've truly been blessed that I do everything that I love to do. Like I said, I cook. So I was able to get my full handlers license, do those plates. I love taking t- pictures. I love modeling. So I was able to stay within that field. Um, 
I love to deal with people. So I do lift. I'm able to drive. And get, you know, it, it's all about finding your niche and what you're good at. Once right, you find right. what you're good at, you stick with, like you say, you stick with it and you grind. You grind hard as shit and, and all your doors going to open. And, you know, and if that's a part of life, you're going to fail. It's not, but it's not even about failure. It's about a learning process. You're learning and you're growing from every experience. I'm learning right now having this discussion with you. You know what I mean? And you need that down in order to get back up. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. In and out. Luscious, luscious. All that good. Uh-oh. No, but <laughs> no, definitely 100%, man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, I wanted to real quick, uh, Duff said his phone died, but he did want to say that um, um, in honor of your red dress, he's singing Johnny Gill right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Shout out to So shout out to Duff singing to Johnny Gill to you for your okay. success. Uh, but yeah, man, it's um it's definitely true. And it is beautiful that you um are blessed with the ability to do the things that you, you know, um that you love and be happy in life. That's um something that we talk about a lot on this show. Um, something that I preach just in general is getting out of the mindset because of how we were raised. You know, a lot of us came from families where we saw our parents go to jobs sometimes that they hated, you know, mm -hmm. and they would come home stressed out and angry and upset because they had to work and they're not making enough money, but there's this sense of obligation and this is what you have to do to be comfortable or be a productive part of society. And we have to get out of that mindset and understand yeah. Find what you love to do and find out how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's you know, and, and that's something that you can make sustainable for your life and uh, yeah. have a chance to do it. And so it, it's cool that a lot of a lot more people are doing that. Um, especially now. I know Patrice talks a lot about um the pandemic being a time of uh, you know, of uh, uh, stopping and focusing yourself and things of that nature, and people have had the opportunity to take um, take more chances and take more time to do things that they've always wanted to do, always wanted to try out things that were innately them, but they felt like they didn't have the freedom to do before. So that's one of the blessings of, you know, um, uh, this time that we've been going through. Uh, but uh, just just to, just to keep it moving, man, I um, did want to talk a little bit about, we have to talk about America's Got Talent and uh, your uh, moment that's now gone viral. You got, what, how many millions of views now? I wish. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and next. So, so uh, that show is like, um, like Idol and stuff like that. Like, there's an audition process, right? Yes, very much so. So I was on Reverb Nation for forever, yeah. uh, and on Reverb Nation, it, like I said, it would give you the opportunity to see the different casting calls and the things that was being, you know, that yes. was needed. And I saw the audition for America's Got Talent and I sent my information, I sent them a clip of my music and one of the producers hit me back and asked me would I be willing to come out to Philadelphia and audition in person. So I was like, what? So at the time, uh, a good friend of mine, Mo, he drove me out there. We drove up to Philly. I did the audition and um, I didn't hear back from him for like four months. So I figured I didn't, you know, I didn't get it. Right. Oh, I had it. And then one day I was checking my email and they was like, hey, I'm flying you out to New York. We got you booked, your hotel, your flight, everything's ready. Just come wearing the outfit that you wore at the audition and right. perform. And I was like, 
bad. Okay, when? I said, everything's taken care of. Like, right, right. Y'all picked me up at the airport. Oh, yeah. Y'all got me on. Yeah. So it was awesome. It was like truly, I felt like a star. You know what I mean? I went to the airport, picked up my ticket, made it into New York. They had a, a limo pick me up. Limo took me to this beautiful hotel that smelled like a Moroccan dream orgasm that literally was right in the heart of uh, Times Square, the block away from the big old uh, projector screens or what have you. Oh, wow. Walked in there, had this awesome, like, futuristic type of room. It just it's beautiful. The ambiance, everything was awesome. Right. When they gave you a stipend for, you know, while you was there to eat and all that have you. But the kicker was when I got there, I'm like you, Queen. I don't really watch television. I watch a lot of documentaries and movies. So by me not doing my research on the show and seeing that it was a family-friendly show. Uh, and when I did my audition, I did one of my most erotic pieces, which was Lying In. So when I got there and saw kids running around, I asked the producers, I was like, you know, that piece that I'm doing is a very erotic piece. I don't think it'll be appropriate for, you know, the mm -hmm. audience that we have. And the producer was like, no, no, it's going to be great. We want something live and edgy and you're going to be great. You're going to be great. You know, just go out there and do your thing. <laughs> oh my God. I went on national television. And the words that came out of my mouth that they said, go ahead, was I'm lying in bed thinking about hell, wishing you would come and touch me there. Pull down my Vicky underwear. Oh, how I can come from just your stare, but you don't. And so guess what they did? Yeah. I saw the X, then I saw another X, then yeah. I saw another X. And then when it got to Howie, Howie Mandel was like, I liked it. I, I really did like it. But it's just not for this show, which I believe. Right. You said that. Yeah. Which is why I told the producers, you know what I mean? But I didn't say that on television. You know right. what I mean? I, just, I nodded my head and I told them, thank you for the opportunity. And I proceeded to, to walk off the stage. But as I walked off the stage, Nick Cannon came out there. And he was like, uh-uh, go back, go back, go back. He was like, you know what? Maybe y'all need to see it with her doing it with some little action. Y'all need right, some right. He was like, go ahead, y'all go do it. You just go ahead. So I said, you sure? He was like, yeah, say it. So I proceed to sing again, say it again. I'm lying in bed, thinking about head. And then Nick Cannon proceeds to take off his damn clothes. Right, right. Doing all this, riding on him. I'm like, you better go ahead. Because at the time I was engaged, I said, you better go ahead. Mariah, you better get him. I'm yeah, that's funny. I had that Mariah money, but I damn sure got something better than Mariah Future. Hello. <laughs> I was like, so but it was it was an awesome experience um to get up there to be able to have my little you know five seconds of fame or what have you but they like i said how mandel enjoyed it um scary well, ain't like one of the little freaky white dudes but go ahead yeah. how <laughs> stern freak dads gonna tell me oh that's 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 just not right for this show we don't do this one on this show and i'm looking at him like when yeah. I didn't have cable, you was the most freaked out white motherfucker yeah. on this bitch. You and that bitches <laughs> pussy, shaking their ass, giving head, all this on your show. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, respect. I do understand. I yeah. should have done my research. That's why it's so much, it's so important to do your research on whatever position you're going for in life. Yeah. 
food, job, entertainment, whatever it is, if you're going for something, do your research on it. Find mm -hmm. out exactly what it is they're looking for so that you can execute it to the best of your ability within what you know how to do. Right, right. I executed that motherfucker, but it wasn't the right show to be executing it on. Right. <laughs> so my you know, next question, you kind of answered it already. So that, because, you know, a lot of that stuff, uh, when you see it, uh, you think some of it is like scripted, like they told you go do this and then he's going to come out and do, but it was all spontaneous. It wasn't like- All spontaneous. Your man wow. came out there and gave me my own personal striptease on national television. Right, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's still up there. But yeah, like I said, it was it was cool. And then after I walked off stage, you know, he interviewed me a little bit more. He was like, you know, I'm going to go home, lying in bed, thinking about what she said. <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So it was cool, but it was it was a trip. Hot. They was trying to man manipulate it, you know. Because yeah, afterwards, yeah. they was like, "All right, well, we want to get a scene of you walking off." And they had me walking off, like they recorded me walking off like four times. They said, "We want you to give a shout out to somebody and then walk off." So I gave a shout out to my mom and my daughter, you know, my fiance, DC. Thank y'all for you know tuning in. My family that came that's from New York that came to support. And I did this like four times. It's like they was trying to get me to cry out some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm like, I'm not going do that for what? This yeah. was this was awesome. This was a great experience. But trust and believe when I got in that taxi <laughs> to go back to that hotel, yes, Lord, they came out. But I wasn't oh, yeah. on no television because I was hurt. You know what I mean? They used me in, in all aspects because they knew this is a family-friendly show. But they wanted something with a little edge, something that they get people like, oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They sure heard but, that, that, that clip up. You know, I was like, I yeah. watched it. I watched it a couple of times, but anyway. Um, so the last thing I'm gonna ask you about it, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Did Did Nick kind of try to holler after that? Was he trying to holler at you and see what's up with the? Oh no, he was very I'm, respectful. I'm just saying, I'm very just... respectful. He straight up when the camera was right there, he said what he had to say, played around or whatever. Once the camera said cut, that nigga went on about his business. Right, right, right. Yeah, because he, he, you know, they they know. Trust, you know, he, he know his caliber of what he can deal with. Yeah, it seemed like an amazing experience and it's so good to see, you know, um, somebody with your level of talent represented, even if it was for that moment and you got that that viral moment that will always live, you know, um, it will always be there. Nobody can take that from you, you know, so okay. that's dope that you have that moment. You know, even though, though it is a moment and, you know, um, with your level of skill and ability, I see many more moments for you. Um, we, we were just talking about, you know, um, International Women's Day and the women that inspire us. So I want to ask you, um, with stuff like that moment and the music that you put out and the, the work from acting and modeling and things, um, how does it feel to know that uh, there are aspiring poets, there are women who are aspiring to do things um, in the fields that you've succeeded at that can look at your work and and be inspired by you you know that's I'm, a blessing yeah i mean that's that's all we're doing i mean let's just think about it we're all we all we all have a talent and it's all about finding that talent and sharing it with the world god i don't like i don't want to offend anybody but the creator gave us all a special gift that nobody else can do they can probably do it, but they can't do it like you do it. Feel me? Yeah. So in order, you know, for me to find, to, for me to be able to take something that the creator has bestowed upon me, which is writing, and not just writing, I'm being able to 
perform it so that you feel it in your soul. So when you leave from hearing my words that came out of my mouth, your heart feeling some type of way, your drawers feeling some type of way, that's what I want. And if I'm able to do that and inspire you to be greater, to feel good about yourself, to get that nut off, to feel empowered by my words, then I've done what the creator has put me here to do. Period. You know what I mean? And for those that be like, oh, you always talking about sex, you can write about something else. We know what I do. What you need me to write about? A funeral, wedding, bar mitzvah. I write about all things, but I specialize in erotic poetry. And as far as I know, we all get here from fucking hello. Yeah. You know? So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's and right. Making love, scoring, whatever you want to call it. That's how we all got here. So for all the holier than thou's, I'm pretty sure when you nighttime come around in the past that needs a good licking, you do your job because you're his wife and serving your man. So, you know, think about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's a great segue. Um, I want to kind of wade into a little bit of controversial waters here and just um, get your opinion because you are um, uh, uh, considered an erotic poet. Um, there's been a conversation that has been amplified. Um, it's, it's always been around, but it's probably been amplified over the past few years or so um, with um, uh, the so the quote unquote, you know, um, feminine sexual revolution and um, things that have pushed that to uh, the boundaries of acceptability. Things like the release of the song uh, WAP, the Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion and things like that. And there are people who feel like um, uh, that erotic and overtly sexual content doesn't really have a place in mainstream media. And so things like uh, while being played on the radio, um, you know, a couple of times a day and things like that. Um, uh, how do you feel about that assertion? Like, uh, do you feel like there's a specific place for it or it should be more mainstream, the idea of sexuality and overt sexuality? Well, we all from infancy have been exposed to something of sexual nature, whether it was indirect or right in our face. Right. You know, they, they, they feed off of that. That's what they do. They entertain us with it. Um, my earliest remembrance of being even aroused a little bit or wondering why do I have a sensation was when I watched Jessica Rabbit and you know what I mean? I was watching that in this voluptuous cartoon with these big ass boobs and this nice ass legs all the way up to here. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? And this is a kid's cartoon animation. So we've always been exposed in throughout the European exposure. We've always been exposed to sex in some way, shape, form, or fashion. They throw it in our face. And now in the year of 2021, we have not just sex, but we have same sex thrown in our face from cartoons to the puppets to everything. So I don't feel as though nothing that I say out of my mouth could be anywhere near the exposure, what they expose us to, and what they're doing in reality, far as with <clears throat> the agendas that they pushing forward with sex, using sex, and everything that we do. I mean, think about it. Guess what? One of my favorite 
bubble gums was coming up. Juicy fruit. You know, I used to love singing that commercial. You want to sing it with me, boys and girls? Stick it in. Pull it out. The taste is going to move you when you pop it in your mouth. Come on. Juicy fruit. It's going to move you. The juice is soft. It gets right to you. You know what I mean? So they've always had some type of sexual shit in the commercials and things that we do. Every The songs that we say growing up, they had all kinds of music. Come, I mean, even then when you think about jazz in the earlier years, I, I heard a song I'd never heard before. And it was an old jazz singer. And she was like, Eat my, no, suck my pussy, baby. And I'm like, what the <laughs> I'm thinking the shit that I'm saying out of my mouth is a little risque, but I'm talking about back in the day, some of the queens and the dudes were saying some wild ass shit. They even had a, a dude that was like, meet me with your black drawers on. I mean, so cool. <laughs> we always have been exposing and sharing our sexual endeavors and you know what we've been through and been exposed to. This is, again, since the beginning of time, it's always been fucking and it ain't gonna stop because that's how we all got here even though they're trying to put everything into the makings to get you to stop doing the nasty mm. putting things in your food to get you to feeling and acting a certain way and this is documented you know what i mean you know because they know that we are the world is way overpopulated and they continue to dig and do fucked up shit so of course you gotta push the agenda to something else Right. Yeah. But it still consists of fucking and that's something else. It's just there's no coming out of that fucking. Oh, there's coming out of it, but there's right. nothing being created out of it. Yeah, that's that it. was a yeah. Metaphorical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah, I just wanted to get to you know, just because like I said, um uh you're known as an erotic poet and there's a as a big conversation, you know, like I said, around uh, eroticism in mainstream media and you know um uh in society today and how it's being pushed and how um you know uh a lot of people uh you know just, just don't like it you know people want to stick to more standard um or um more um traditional things but like you said but even what's tradition? Back, yeah, what's tradition? Say, just like you said even going back through you know um history uh it's been pushed on us but in a more um you know, um, subconscious kind of way. Exactly. I mean, but whose history that's that's the the known that we're supposed to be going by? Right. We're living by European standards. That's not ours. Yeah. We are a spiritual people. We're not religious. Right, right. right. You feel me? We're yeah, spiritual yeah. beings, not religious. So yeah. when you're spiritual and you know the body, you know the spirit. You know, this is just flesh. Yeah. This is just something to be used, but not to be abused. You feel me? Right. You know, these breasts were meant to be sucked upon, was supposed to be sucked upon first for nourishment for my seed. Yeah. You the one that took that and made it into a negative, made me feel bad for putting my breast into my child's mouth. That's yeah. how I feed him. Don't that cow and every other animal feed their child from their nipple? Just like that, yeah. But you made me feel bad <laughs> for one, you made me as a black woman, melanated woman, feel bad for feeding my child. But yet in history, you literally stripped my child from my breast and made me feed your motherfucking child. Mm, made me feed yeah, your child. Yeah, we don't wanna, yeah. Okay, man, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's all yeah, about we don't the mind. Talk about that though, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You made it nasty. You made it something that should be, uh. Yeah. I was, you know, I was the first one in my family 
to break that generational curse. I breastfed both my kids, but my little bitties. You know what I mean? They used to try to join me. I'll talk about something. Your bitties, they ain't big enough. Or they going to drink it, though, ain't they? They fed. They fed. And the nourishment, the time, the bond that's created from you feeding your child, getting that nutrients, the, the way that it shapes your body back real quick, shrinks that, that thing back down from being able to feed your child and do that. All the greatness that comes from bonding and feeding your child, but they try to make it nasty. They try to put the put that Similac up in their baby's mouth. You know what I mean? That same shit that's giving them eczema, same shit that's giving them, making them sick, giving them bumps, giving them highs. And you wonder why your child messed up, why they diarrhea, why they have an explosive diarrhea, why the baby's screaming, they got flash and rash all in his mouth. Cause he's supposed to be drinking from that breast. Right. That natural milk, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all about how they we've truly been mindful into thinking that things that is natural is wrong or it's too sexual. It's I supposed to be able to be free within my own home, okay. but still respecting my seed. Like I have a son, you know what I mean, and it's me mm-hmm. and my daughter in here. So I be comfortable. I rock around, but I still have to understand that he's about to be a preteen. So there are certain things I cannot walk around with him because I know even though I'm his mother, I'm still a woman. Right. You know what I mean? So it's all about that respect and knowing the boundaries of, and also not just knowing the boundaries, but informing him about me. Right. Because right. I never want to hide myself from my children. I'm going to be who I am. And I want him to know that a woman's body is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with you loving and wanting to be with a woman, but you can't be with me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you should be with a woman because that's what you were made for. And that's my opinion and how I was raised. And that about, it has nothing to do with a fucking religion or none of that shit. Like, I, like we was talking about earlier, it's all about the connect because me connecting this way ain't shit coming. Me connecting this way ain't shit coming. But me connecting this way, or oh, we both coming, and life is coming. Right. So that's 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 the frequency I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Patrice, I think uh, you know in in the uh, intensity and the, um, the content also. It seems like uh, so uh, uh, secret emotions. You know, uh, Jay Sun. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he um, hosted the show with us originally in the first season. He just stepped away um, to to start working more on his um, music career and focusing mm-hmm. on the uh, the music that he's putting out now. But um, we would always have Jay's fist up moment of the day, and I think he just gave us Jay's fist up <laughs> Jay! of the day. Shout right. out to his son. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was dope though, and yeah, just that spirit of of, of knowledge and teaching and, and understanding that um, you know, a lot of people are lacking. I appreciate that so much. Um, uh, before uh, we wrap this up because it's getting close to time, um, I wanna uh, if I want to put you on the spot, but if you would uh, mind performing a piece for us, giving us a little taste of something. If not, it's cool. You can say no. You want something old or new? Uh, um. Do you have like what's your favorite piece? Like what's the piece that you do, or or your piece that you do to introduce people to secrete emotions to kind of give them an idea? This is who I am, and this is what I do. Well, a lot of people, you know, once they heard the erotic stuff, that's that's all they want. So I try to keep it with that. But you know, it's whatever. It doesn't, you know, it's all about the mood where you want to go with it. Uh, I could yeah, do. It. Whatever you want to go with it, yeah, it's uh. Well, uh, it's fine. We, 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 it's no censors or anything, so you can do what you do. 
take a little passage from my book, The Lover's Journal. Yes, a Lovely Journey, which is available right now. Where can they find A Lovely Journey? Cop this on lulu.com. Again, it's entitled A Lover's Journal. And yeah, you can check it out there and enjoy. It has poems, short, it has poems with pictures depicting the poem. That's you in the picture? That is I. I know. The, I, I've seen the picture. I just wanted you to tell everybody it was you. Yeah, so every poem, every poem has a story and a picture behind it. That's dope. So check it out like that. Um, so I'm gonna give you a little excerpt out of it. Okay. And so this basically is like a little short story, like a little journal is what I was supposed to be doing, was putting out one of these every three months I was supposed to be putting one out. And it's just like a, a, a journal of short stories um, and poems depicting those stories on me. And it's, it's right. some fictional, some fact. Um, it's like a little mixture of goodness. So in this part, I'm about to read to you the, uh, the characters on their way to Atlantic City to go have a nice time. So she's in the car. Yeah, she's in the car with her uh, boyfriend and they're getting ready to go and have a good time. Have a nice time. Yes. Which so I'm just going to read a little bit. Okay. He looked at me and started to laugh as he closed the door and walked around to the driver's side of the car. I hurried and reached over and opened the door and he laughed again. I told him, yeah, daddy, you're not the only one who has manners. He turned on the radio and as he made a U-turn and drove towards the ramp headed towards Route 50, on the way up to Atlantic City, he had all the classics playing on the radio. Mint Condition, Anita Baker, Donnie Hathaway, Silk After Seven, Tony, 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 and the infamous Isley Brothers. Every song that played made my garden overflow more and more. Not to mention I had ate some of that shrimp and fed my lover while he was driving. I cleaned my hands off and with the fragrance, uh, with the hand fragrance sanitizer, popped the first bottle of Moet and poured me a nice cup full. I was sipping to the point I was nice and tipsy. I looked over at my lover as sensuality began to play. Ronald Isley's voice on that song always pushed me over into that no holes bar place. I leaned over and began to kiss my lover on the right side of his face, planting each kiss a little firmer and wetter. I kissed him with, no, excuse me. I kissed him on the, his lips and started to unbuckle his shorts. I reached in and with a smile began to slide my mouth over his cock. I could feel I didn't quite have his attention, yet it Excuse me. Yet, but that was the way I liked it. I loved to place him inside my mouth ahead and feel him grow, cutting off my airway, causing me to choke. The gag reflect always turned him on. He took control, grabbing the back of my neck and stopped my slow slurp, first forcing me to take all of him in, overwhelming me with the taste of my man's warm champagne. I couldn't help myself. I slowly began licking it like a lollipop, sipping at the smooth round head, stroking it with my right hand and felt his hand cuffing my chest. And I'll stop there. Okay. Yes, sir. 
We're gonna uh, after we get off the call, Patrice and I, we're gonna call you back so you can finish the story now. But that's just them going to Atlanta City. She in the car about to give him some great fellatio. Uh, it's an expression of love that two people who love each other a lot or somebody that you meet in the club that you think is really no but uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, but don't no, do it in the car y'all when the car's not moving is the best time to do that yeah, because you almost had a car accident in the in, in the in the uh, book so she's yeah. it's book. okay but uh so I love it's um so the name is a lover's journal Lover's Journal, yes. Okay, and you said they can find it on lulu.com? Lulu.com. Okay, and we'll post the links when we post the when I post the um, recordings of the show to make sure mm -hmm. they get all of your stuff. So uh, you have poetry. I know you have stuff on, um, you said you're still on Reverb Nation, right? I am not on Reverb Nation any longer, but I'm on all social media outlets outside of that. I'm on Spotify, CD Baby, Apple Music, all of my music is out there for you to stream and listen to, download. You can also check me out on YouTube as well. Everything is under the name Secrete Emotions. So if you type in S-E-C-R-E-T-E -E, space emotions, E-M-O-T-I-O-N-S, in your Google bar, Muwa will pop up. <laughs> all of that lovely luscious nuts. And you can check out my first CD, uh, A Journal Inside Secrete Garden. As I stated, my first name was the Creek Garden. Right. So that's why that's it is entitled A Journey Inside the Creek Garden. Um, that CD was produced by Sound Waves, uh, Sound Waves Superior, uh, who is my best friend. His name's Keith. Um, the second CD is the one that I have here, which is Ideal Thoughts. Um, I think that's the one I have. Yes, that's the one where um, I feel as though I really matured and was getting comfortable within myself. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I produced, got a lot of tracks from different artists. Actually, majority of <laughs> some of the tracks, I don't even know who the people are that did the tracks bad on my part. But Haran Gabron, Khalil, who uh, Duff was telling you about, helped me with that. Deaticus, um, which is also another DMV artist, producer, right. he did, as well as Crank Lucas, um, did a track with me. Uh, on here, uh, we did like a little skit called Cock and Ball Services, where it's like, a, uh, <laughs> where it's like, you know, this dude and his girlfriend, they having an argument in, in the beginning of the song. And he, so he's like, man, fuck that bitch. I'm just going to call the 1-800 number. And the, the chick comes on and she's like, Cock and Ball Services, how can I help you? You know, so it's like a little skit that I did with uh, Frank Lucas and Deatic. hilarious. Shout out to <laughs> So. You know, I really got to, you know, truly get to expose myself and just in, try different things and work with different music. And a lot of times being a erotic poet, a person that specializes in erotic poet, people try to send me a lot of slow, always slow or erotic. You know, like I said, I, I specialize in that, but I can rock over any type of beat, you know what I mean, as long as it fills my soul, so... That's good to know, because I produce and I'm going to sing some stuff and I'm yeah. going to be all slow and because so. currently my, my project that I'm about to start working on, I just was in the studio yesterday with a multiple man, um, another DC legend as far as rapper. And his word game is crazy. He's Dang, yeah. animated. He's awesome. So me and him is about to uh, lay down some tracks and try to get something in. So I'm just, I'm always willing and open to work with different artists, especially if, you know, we click and the energy is good, then I could just buy. I don't, one thing I don't like to do is force it. 
know right, what I mean? Because right. I was in a funk for a long time where I, I couldn't write. And I couldn't write because my soul was anger, angered because I was supposed to perform, not perform, but write with multiple men about maybe two or three years ago. But with the climate of all the cop killing and all the things that was going on, I, I was like, I don't feel about writing about nothing sexual or writing about nothing funny. It sh ain't shit funny. You know what I mean? Me talking about getting fucked is not going to solve the problem. You know what I mean? And I had to figure out a way to be able to express myself so that it's healing me as well as being able to heal someone else. Right. So now I'm at that point where I'm ready to write and, you know, not be so angry. Because as you see throughout this conversation, when we start speaking on something that's really dear to me, I get a little heightened. You know what I mean? And sometimes that can scare people off to where they don't want to listen. They can't perceive the message because it's, it sounds like it's coming out of anger. And I don't want to come out of anger, but I want you to feel what the fuck I'm saying. You feel right. what I'm saying? This shit is not a game. You know, we've been walking dead way too long and it's time for us to wake the fuck up. Definitely. And I'm the right motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to wake both parts of you up. If I can. <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming and talking to us today, man. I appreciate it so much. It is truly been a pleasure. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait to do it again. Yeah, man, you got to come back. You had so much insight and stuff. We got to get you to come back through and uh, and finish that story. But um, uh, so <laughs> if people want to, <laughs> yeah, uh, search for, go to YouTube and find the clip. If you haven't seen it from America's Got Talent, it's hilarious. Um, it's dope that she was, you know, uh, put on that platform. Um yeah. You know, and, and people got a chance to see what she does and it opened up, you know, a whole new fan base and stuff like that. Because, you know, uh, you're one of those people uh, with the talent and the wisdom that the world needs to know about. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's, uh, it's been amazing talking to you. Um, King, it's been a pleasure. King and Queen, it has truly been yes. a pleasure. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do it again. I, I love the energy. I wish you both continued success continue happiness and may we all continue to grow within our grace. Definitely. Thank you so much. Definitely. So on behalf of myself, Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, uh, our resident feminine energy, Patrice Fruitfit Jones, and the lovely and talented Miss Secret Emotions. Thank you guys for checking out another episode yes. of the Cast. We'll be back next week. Oh, big announcement. We are moving. This is the last show that's going to be 11 to 12.30. Next oh. week, we'll be in our new time slot, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And All that's right. a good time slot, yeah, for, uh, for the erotic poetry when we get you to come back through. That's a good time slot. We can get a little more. Anyway. So, Check us out next week. Uh, we'll be back with more guests, more information, more um, inspiration, and more fun. Have a great International Women's Day. Y'all take care of yourselves and each other. Peace and blessings. Peace and love. Yes. <laughs>